This is a Hoff Studios podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another chapter of Harry Tales, the podcast where I, Harry Hill, tell you the tales of my life and whatever else I want to talk about. This week, that includes the drama behind Don't Worry Darling, whether or not Leah Michelle can read, and attending my very first horse show. Oh my gosh. Hey, guys. Um, I have these sunglasses. They're the Amazon sunglasses in every single color, and they keep coming out with new colors. You guys, I refresh. You, If you follow me on Instagram, you've seen these Amazon sunglasses. I've been wearing them all summer. Everybody has. Um, <laughs> and I got them in this like cream color. And these might be the ones that like stop me from getting any more because I think we've reached like, we've reached the peak of these sunglasses. Um, but I think they're cute. It's a rainy day in Manhattan and I am wearing this like chocolate brown, like oatmeal Tuck Everlasting. I feel like I always reference Tuck Everlasting when I'm talking about my outfits because I always wear this Tuck Everlasting vest. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to, I just wanted to shout out these sunglasses that if you haven't found your color yet, just keep checking Amazon and they keep coming out with new colors. Um, I actually have a pair of red ones coming later this month. So that's exciting. Um, Jennifer Lawrence is on the cover of Vogue for October and it's kind of a bad cover, but it's okay that it's bad because it's Jennifer Lawrence and she looks good, but it's still a bad cover. Um, I usually wouldn't really care, but it's October. So it's my month. And, um, so I hold Vogue to a higher standard when it's October and they just didn't really, they didn't really give, but Jennifer Lawrence, I feel like she's been on Vogue 700 times, the cover, but they gave us a 73 questions with Jennifer Lawrence and it was cute. She was outside playing mini golf and it was about to rain. There's like storm clouds and her hair is blowing and she's gorgeous. And the interviewer asks, what's one thing you would tell your younger self? And she says, get a stylist, like do it now, don't wait. And I felt like she was talking directly to me because I feel like I shouldn't wait and I should get one now because I keep wearing <laughs> ridiculous outfits. Um, but I really want to try to wear something every day in September. It's my last month of being 27. It's early fall. It's prime time for throwing on a fit. And I feel like every time fall comes to a close and it's winter and we're just wearing coats, I always regret not showing up in my fall outfits. So <laughs> don't hold me super accountable, but I think I'm going to try to wear one outfit every day as opposed to just not getting dressed, you know, just wearing some random dirty clothes from my floor. So this is the first outfit. Um, again, if you follow me on Instagram, you'll see it but it's a rainy day here in Manhattan and 
my fry boots are soaked, soaked to the bone. Um, but they're cute. They're very equestrian. Speaking of equestrian, I went to my very first horse show. That's literally what it's called. It's called the Hamptons Classic Horse Show. And I went with my friend Bryn, and she was invited by Longines, which is a watch company. I know nothing about watches. I can't wear a watch because I feel like it makes me feel like I'm wearing handcuffs. I feel like I talked about that when I talked about getting handcuffed for real. But I don't wear watches. I don't know much about them. But my friend Bryn is a watch expert. She has an Instagram page called Dime Piece, and she is kind of forging a path for women in watches. It's very cool. But she invited me. We got picked up in this gorgeous black car, and we were driven to Southampton. It's like three hours away. I had no idea that we were going to be in the car that long. Um, we could have watched Titanic. You know what I mean? We could have. I don't. We could have done so many things, but we ended up stopping at Panera because we both had to pee after like an hour and a half. And then it was still another hour and a half to get there. So shout out to Panera. Um, but we show up to this horse show and it is giving Coachella. It's just a bunch of tents and the ground is dead grass, dusty. There's bees everywhere. There was so many bees. I don't know if that's a Hamptons thing or if it's just a summer thing, but there were bees everywhere. They weren't invasive like they weren't like I didn't get stung or anything but they were just all over and we got our VIP wristbands which was cool we went to the VIP tent we sat down at the Longines table I had to have Bryn tell me how to say Longines like 700 times Longines because it's spelled Longines like L-O-N-G-I-N-E-S but it's pronounced Longines. So now I can say it in my sleep. I'm like, Longines. Apparently, well, not apparently, like this is a thing. The Hamptons magazine ranks or has a competition for the table settings at the Hamptons horse show. So every, I, 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 I'm not sure how you get involved in the Hamptons horse show, but a, like if you're a brand, you sponsor either the show or the horses. So there was like a table for mane and tail, which is that shampoo that horse girls use. There's the Ralph Lauren table. There's the David Yerman table. There's the, you know, puppy society of the Hamptons table. And each table was decorated very nicely. Um, but it's a competition. And the Longines table was gorgeous. It was stunning. There were tables around us that I found a little questionable. Like the table behind us was black with a glass top. And then there were like things between the table and the glass top. But all the drinks and everything just made it so that you could see every like ring of water and like spill and crumb on the table. It was, it was, um, what's the word when you're, uncomfortable um uh unnerving maybe i don't know but there were 
David Yerman was like a couple tables behind us, the David Yerman table, and David Yerman himself was there, which was cool. I saw some of the housewives. I saw Luann. Um, the fashion there was crazy. You guys, everybody was wearing wedges, which makes sense now because it was so dusty and the ground was disgusting. Like me and Bryn both got back into the car on the way home and our both of our loafers <laughs> were just caked in dust. So I was like, okay, the girls wearing wedges had a point because their feet were three inches off the ground. Um, but the horses were really cool. The horses jumped. If you guys don't know what a horse show is, basically the horses are just jumping through a pasture. Not a pasture, like a, there's like an arena with a stand of people clapping and each horse is brought out and they have to just jump over different things, which is like, okay. And then what? <laughs> but that's it. They just have to jump through, jump over all these hurdles in a certain amount of time. And if your horse hits the sticks, not me explaining how horse show works right now. Um, <laughs> the stick will fall, the horse doesn't get hurt. But me and Bryn, every time a horse did badly or, you know, they would get to the end and it would say like 22, um, uh, when you do something wrong, 22, uh, eliminations, what is it? What's the word? I'm like, what is penalties? Oh my gosh, you guys, it's, this is a morning show that we're, this is the first time I'm recording in the morning. I'm drinking some cold brew. Um, that's why I don't know what any of the words are, but penalties, we would be like, oh my God, like that horse is going to get like <laughs> yelled at later. <laughs> and then when a horse would win, I was like, wait, what's the opposite of like a horse getting yelled at? <laughs> Great job, horse. Um, it was it was a wild time, and they have all these stalls outside of the VIP tent, kind of on the grounds. Stella McCartney had a tent. It was honestly kind of random. All the brands you could get a pair of horse boots, you could get like equestrian hats, you could get dog treats. There were very random stalls there but they were fun to walk around. There was uh, funnel cakes, but we didn't get one. Um, so yeah, that was my first horse show. Would I go again? Yeah, I would go again. I think if I went again, I would definitely try to wear something a little bit more horsey. I think I was kind of nervous because it was my first time and I didn't know what to wear, but I wasn't nervous in the way that I get nervous for events in New York. I feel like I'm always more nervous when it's like a premiere or something where I have to like walk red carpet or if I'm invited, I'm more nervous. But since I'm just a plus one, I'm like, okay, like <laughs> I'm just an observer. Like I'll, I'll do whatever I'm down for whatever, but this isn't my shtick. So it was fun to go. It was fun to go as a plus one. Definitely next time I'm going to wear flowers in my hat and maybe some wedges. There was a guy wearing Birkenstocks, which I was like, oh, I could have worn Birkenstocks. I got, you know when you're, 
you're going to an event for the first time and you don't know what the protocol is. So you're like, oh, I'll dress super nice so that there's not a risk of me underdressing. That's what I was giving. And I wore this Banana Republic shirt that I got earlier this summer. And I actually got it for my brother. I got it large, but it, I ended up keeping it for myself because it was so cute. It's like kind of like a sailor shirt, but every time I wear it, I get complimented on it. And this hot guy came up at the horse show and he was like, hey man, that shirt is actually really sick. Where did you get it? And I was like, um, Banana Republic, but also what do you mean by actually? Actually, my shirt's actually really sick. Like what is that supposed to mean? In what world? Is there a world where my shirt wasn't gonna be sick to begin with? Actually, I don't know, I was kinda like, okay, dude. But he was hot, so it didn't matter. <laughs> and then, the next day on Instagram, this lesbian DM'd me and asked me where I got it, and I was like, oh, this shirt, this shirt provides for everyone. Like, this shirt has everybody in a chokehold. And I went to Banana Republic to find it so that I could link it like a good influencer. I'm really trying. <laughs> this is me trying. I found it. There was one size left. There was mediums left. And I was like, okay, I'll post the link when I get back because I was on my way to run an errand. And when I got back, it had sold out without even me posting the link. So um, it would have been a flex if I had posted it and it had immediately sold out. And then I just posted like a dead link and everybody was like, it's sold out. <laughs> that would have been funny, but no. Um, Banana Republic though, shout out. They have some really cute stuff. Their website is actually giving. Like if you're in need of a fun website to browse, it's weirdly like editorial. Like it's not like a looking at like Revolve or something where you have just a white page of r models wearing cute clothes. It's like they have like full on photo shoots for each article of clothing. It's kind of cool it, because it makes you see the, the item within the outfit. It was cool. The guy that styled the sailor shirt was like, had long black hair and a neck scarf and he looked very windswept. Like he looked like he was on a boat all day. It was really, it was giving. So shout out Banana Republic um, for that. Labor Day was good. I went upstate with some friends. We went to the lake that we've been gatekeeping all summer. I keep asking Kat if I could just tell people the name of the lake. And she was like, no, people should find it just like I found it, like do the work. And I was like, okay, but it's Labor Day. Like this is the last time we're probably gonna come up here this summer. She was like, no, what about next summer? I was like, can we find a new lake? She was like, there's a reason why this lake is always quiet and gorgeous because people haven't found it yet. And I was like, okay, interesting. And then she took us to an, a place called Colonial Inn. And it literally felt like someone's living room with a bar. There was like a dude watching TV on the couches. There was a bartender. It was so cute. And there's a bird named Sweet Pea. And it's this little green bird. And you can hold it and like walk around with it. I felt like Rapunzel. Like truly I understood, I understood bird people because it's so fun to have the little bird like on your finger. 
and then they'll just flap away, which was scary the first time. But then I really felt the bird and I could feel when it was going to fly away. And I was like, okay, Disney princesses make sense. Like I understand why they always have a little bird with them because you can like talk to it and it sometimes it'll squawk. I did let it crawl up onto my shoulder, which was very pirate but it would like kind of like nibble at me and the feeling of the claws on my shoulder was enough for me to be like, okay, get off. <laughs> like, okay, sweet pea, get out. I don't really like, um, I'm kind of like shoulder ticklish. I don't know if that's a thing, but I really, my shoulders are sensitive. And so if there's a bird climbing on it, uh-uh. Um, I had two glasses of boxed wine Chardonnay. The bathroom there had a door that you could go in, but it was hard to go out. So my friend Lauren had to let me out of the bathroom both times. And I, we, um, we were eating chocolate, special chocolate at the lake. And I was still feeling the effects of it in this inn which added to like the Disney princess of it all. Like I'm just in this random colonial living room upstate with a bird on my finger. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my labor day. I did that on Saturday, went to the horse show on Sunday, did some errands. I actually returned all of the bow ties that I brought for my, bought for my brother's wedding in May. I finally returned them. Because what I did was I bought like, can you guys hear my stomach growling? I'm telling you, this is a morning show. I hope you're listening to this on Tuesday, like over some breakfast so that I can live vicariously through you. I actually have one of those little peanut butter bars in my bag. Um, <laughs> but I bought like nine bow ties for my brother so that he could have a choice because that was my responsibility as the, as one of the um, men of honor. What are they called? Groomsmen, men of honor. I don't know, weddings, all the titles. I'm like, look, I'm either gonna be the bride or the groom, okay? <laughs> Man of honor. Um, I bought all the bow ties so that he could choose. And obviously I had, you know, six left over and they're expensive. I think I spent like $400 on bow ties. Yeah, it was a lot. And I was like, I knew I was going to return them after the fact, but they've been sitting in my apartment. And finally yesterday, Labor Day, I went to 45th and Lex to Joseph A. Bank and I returned them. And I got store credit because it's been seven years since I bought them. And they were like, well, you can't get a refund, but we can give you store credit. And I was like, bet. Do you guys have a return section in your apartment or your home? Like a little section of just like returns that you need to make? Just me. I have like a little section of like two H&M bags, an Urban Outfitters bag, and it's just like things I have to return. Because what are you going to do? Send them back? Ship them back? I bought them in person. I have this bag of linen from H&M and it's huge. It doesn't fit and I need to <laughs> take it back. They're going to be like... Did you do you guys remember when somebody tried to return something to the gap like 10 years later and they were like you can't do that <laughs> and they were like okay but there's no like there's no policy against it and I I think they had to honor the return 
Anyway, enough about returns. Let's talk about Don't Worry Darling. So Don't Worry Darling, I think if you're a fan of Harry Styles, you've seen it. The trailer came out and the fact that Harry Styles was in it was obviously the biggest draw, the reason it got so much attention. It's Harry Styles, Florence Pugh, Chris Pine, um, directed by Olivia Wilde. And as we know, Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles are dating, but apparently they met while on while working on this movie together. And apparently there's a whole thing about Shia LaBeouf was supposed to play Harry's part, but Olivia Wilde told everybody that she fired Shia LaBeouf because she has a no assholes on set policy. And when she came out with that, Shia LaBeouf came out and said, actually, no, I stepped away from the movie. Like, you didn't fire me. I I stepped away. And not only that, but Olivia Wilde, you begged me to come back after I stepped away. And then the video of Olivia Wilde begging Shia LaBeouf to stay on the movie was leaked. And it's Olivia Wilde driving in her car, like, kind of sweaty, like, like she'd just come out of a yoga class or something. She's giving female directors. She's like, I think we can make this work. My heart is broken. I really want to make this work. Miss Flo. She refers to Florence Pugh as Miss Flo, which has become, you know, catnip for Twitter because everybody's talking about Miss Flo. Florence's stylist, captioned a photo of her at the Venice, I think it was Venice, Venice Film Festival, Miss Flo. (laughs) Like, it's just an inside joke. But basically, this movie, which is kind of being compared to Stepford Wives, it's like uh, 1950s perfect couple in this, like, idyllic neighborhood, but it's also, like, super dark, and, you know, that's what the movie is about. A Stepford Wives knockoff is what it's being called. Um, but the production and the the press, the the marketing has overtaken any sort of like excitement for the movie itself. And now it's just kind of noise about the cast and if they're all fighting with each other, if they all hate each other. Um, and the Venice Film Festival, I think it really started when Florence said she was not going to do any press for this movie. Like she was like, I'm not walking any red carpets, whatever, but I'll do Venice film festival, which is the thing that just happened over the weekend. She didn't sit for the press conference, but she did attend the screening of it. And there was a standing ovation at the end of the screening. Apparently it was seven minutes. I've also heard four minutes. I can't imagine anything longer than two minutes. And it it is, you know, who's to say, really? My thing is, like, unless you're in the room, like, we don't know. But apparently Florence, throughout the whole thing, red carpet, the screening, she did not make any sort of um, eye contact or communication with Olivia Wilde. Which I'm like, okay makes sense because Olivia Wilde threw her under the bus essentially when she made that video kind of saying like, look, Shia LaBeouf, we really want you. And, and Florence hates you, but she'll just have to deal. Essentially that's what she said. 
So it's just turned into this thing where have you if have you guys ever had a job where either your boss or a coworker gets kind of like like tea is spilled and then the working environment is no longer the same and you kind of have to like pick sides. And if you don't have to pick sides, you still kind of have to pick sides. Like obviously at work you're not going to like shun a coworker because your boss says something. But you kind of do have to like make alliances. And I feel like that was very clear at the Venice Film Festival. The biggest moment though that everybody on Twitter and online at large is talking about is the moment where Harry Styles sits down next to Chris Pine. Chris Pine. <laughs> like why do I keep, I keep on wanting to call him um Chris Evans, but it's Chris Pine. He has like a blonde bob, it's giving Kit Kat Ridge, but he sits down next to he's he's sat. He's sat. Harry Styles comes up and sits down, but right before he sits down, he appears to spit on Chris Pine. And Chris Pine, the reason everybody is convinced that Harry Styles spit on Chris Pine is because Chris Pine kind of like makes this face of like humorous disbelief, like he's like, "Oh my gosh, that actually just happened." And he doesn't make eye contact with either Olivia or Harry Styles who are sitting on either side of him. He just kind of like looks straight out and is like laughing and he kind of has the face of like that just happened. <laughs> that really just happened. And there's another angle and so every but it's it's like 98% certain, but we don't we don't know. There's still that 2% that like maybe it just looks that way. Maybe he was laughing about something else. Maybe maybe something was said around him that we can't see or hear that made him laugh like that. But let's be real. Harry Styles spit on Chris Pine and I think I don't I, I don't know what I don't know what could have happened to elicit that. But I do know that it's funny. And I do know that somebody was like, <laughs> on Twitter, someone was like, you know, Brits don't wash their teeth. So that was acidic. No, I know. I was like, oh my gosh, this is, <laughs> this is just a great look for the movie, honestly. I, I truly think it's a great look for the movie. I think who isn't going to want to see this movie now, especially with movies being kind of up in the air. Which is funny because during the press conference, Harry Styles was like, yeah, my favorite part about this movie is just that it's a movie, you know, it's a movie that, you know, when there's a movie that uh, people want to see kind of like in a theater, like a movie and Chris Pine is literally sitting there like <laughs> you can, you can see his like, he's like swallowing, you know, he's like sitting there like trying to like not scream. He was definitely sitting on his hands. Like it was very much giving sitting on my hands during the press conference, trying not to like lose my cool because Harry Styles is just talking nonsense next to him. So I think this whole situation is going to be good for the movie. I was reading this Hollywood reporter article that was kind of foreshadowing the fact that on Wikipedia, this movie is going to have like a controversy, a controversy, <laughs> controversy, controversies section 
And I agree. Of course, it's going to have a controversy section. I think, you know, I feel like I feel like it's kind of common in Hollywood for something like this to happen where during production shit happens, you know, a couple forms between director and actor. I feel like that's very common, but also for like rifts and alliances to form. But I think this one is just so exciting to watch because we've seen so many different pieces of it. I really think the Olivia driving in the car video was like a very damning piece. I think the whole Shia LaBeouf thing, if she didn't say that about Shia LaBeouf, I don't think any of this would be drama. I think that's where she went wrong. She should have just not said anything about Shia LaBeouf. It's kind of good for Shia LaBeouf because he's uh, having kind of like a redemption arc right now. He was canceled for abusing FKA Twigs, which um, I don't really remember the details of, but like that's awful. And, you know, I'm not sure if we should give him a redemption arc, but this is definitely helping that arc along because he was able to be like, no, Ellen. <laughs> I did invite you. It was giving Dakota Johnson. But I'm really excited to see this movie now. I was excited when the trailer came out because it's got Harry Styles eating Florence Pugh out on a table. And I know that was kind of controversial as well because Florence Pugh came out and was like, You're, you, Olivia Wilde, are over-sexualizing this movie and the trailer and that's not what this film is about to me. And Olivia Wilde was like, well that is what this film is about to me is like female pleasure. So it'll be interesting. I do love a, I do love a thriller. I love a thriller, especially when there's women involved, like just like pretty women, fashion, 1950s, aesthetic cars, palm tree, darkness, a scream, a bubble a jump scare. So, uh, I'm not worried, darling, but, uh, I'm excited to see the movie. I'm excited to see how this pans out. I want them to acknowledge it. I really want them to acknowledge it. I saw someone, I was literally on Reddit. You guys, I was on the Reddit trying to figure out this whole debacle. And somebody was like, I think it's, um, at this point, it's worse to not acknowledge what's going on. They should either, um, they should either like, I don't, fuck, I don't remember what they said. Um, it was Reddit though. So it's like someone, some random anonymous person like stating an opinion. So I don't know why I'm trying to, um, regurgitate it here for you, but I kind of agree. I think it's, I think they should acknowledge it. I think somebody should be like, yeah, it's kind of tense over here. <laughs> This is why I have a podcast and I'm not in like movie PR because I would be like, okay, Harry, just say, um, just say, yeah, it's really tense, but it's going to be okay. I hope everybody sees this movie. <laughs> Love you, Flo. <laughs> or I don't know. Miss, I think Miss Flo is great. She's, 
I think she's coming out on top. Like, this is good for her. This is not bad for her. I think she's like the hero here. Um, simply by existing and like showing up to like do the thing. I know it's, you know, she's making a lot of money and this is her job, but she also, the director kind of, you know, fucked her up. So that's the don't worry, darling T. I think Harry Styles spit on Chris Pine and that's my final answer. And I was thinking like, would you let Harry Styles spit on you? I mean, I think you know my answer, but like if he did, if he spat on your pants, like would you wash them? You know what I mean? That's what I was like, okay. Okay. The Harry Styles spit up pants. That would be good PR is like, that would be good PR. They could, Chris Pine should come out and be like, hey guys, I'm selling the Harry Styles spit pants <laughs> for charity. You know what I mean? And then give the proceeds to a charity that supports what would be a good cause for this? What would be a good cheeky cause? Like, um, I don't even know, but I think that that would be funny. Again, I don't know anything about movie PR. I do know that I love a movie that's like a movie to quote Harry. Anyway, speaking of internet rumors that are running amok currently, Leah Michelle since 2017 has been rumored to not be able to read or write. She is rumored to be illiterate. If you guys don't know who Leah Michelle is, um, you're straight. <laughs> Leah Michelle is one of the lead actresses from Glee, which is that Ryan Murphy show that was on, uh, was it ABC family? No, Fox, whatever. It doesn't matter where it was, but it was, uh, it was very popular. It was a musical show they've covered popular. Uh, why am I explaining Glee? Every single person who listens to this podcast knows what Glee is. Oh my God. Uh, sips coffee. So Leah Michelle uh, was kind of like canceled in 20, I want to say 2017, 2016, 2012. I can't count. Ashley, my, my lovely producer is like making finger numbers at me and I'm like two, 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 four, six, eight. <laughs> Leah Michelle, basically kind of a bunch of people from the show came out and said Leah Michelle was horrible to work with. That's the general gist. And during that, a podcast called One Last Thing started a rumor that Leah Michelle couldn't read because um, there was something about her memorizing lines. So regardless of how the rumor started, it's kind of being upheld because there are so many pieces of little Leah Michelle illiteracy floating around the internet. <laughs> it's so funny. Sorry, Leah Michelle. <laughs> it is funny. It's funny because it's such a stupid rumor that anybody with common sense would be like, oh, that's so stupid. Ha ha. Right. Move on. But it's five years later, it's 2022. And people now more than ever are like Leah Michelle can't read to the point where Leah Michelle acknowledged it in a recent New York times profile on her because she's starring, she's, uh, 
she snatched Beanie Feldstein's Beanie Feldstein's role of uh, Fanny Bryce in Funny Girl on Broadway, which is like a huge dream come true, full circle moment for Leah Michelle. <laughs> and she said in she said in the I have this like little explainer pulled up because in the interview she said um, she was basically like it's very unfortunate she doesn't she doesn't dispel the rumor though she doesn't say I can read and write people she just says it's very unfortunate if I was a man in this industry this definitely wouldn't be you know a rumor this wouldn't be a thing which um, I'm not sure yeah, yeah, it's probably true. <laughs> but um, she doesn't shut the rumor down, which is the funniest part. She, um, what does she say? Do do. I really understand. Um, she says. I went to Glee every single day. I knew my lines every single day. And there's a rumor online that I can't read or write. It's sad. It really is. I think if I were a man, a lot of this wouldn't be the case. The cut says, so there, there you have it. Leah Mich Michelle can read and write. I'm glad that's been cleared up. Um, was it cleared up, though? It doesn't really say that she could or couldn't. Um, but... I'm going to share with you some 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 damning evidence about why why people really are out here thinking that Leah Michelle doesn't know her P's and Q's. One of them, one of the funnier ones is that uh <laughs> Leah Michelle came out with a journal and it's called for you first journal your way to your best life and it's like this like kind of gimmicky like Leah Michelle journal. Um, and someone tweeted the fact that Leah Michelle has a book that you have to write. <laughs> it's very funny. Someone showed up on TikTok that had gone to a book signing by Leah Michelle. I buckled up so quickly when she showed up and she said, listen up. I went to a book signing with Leah Michelle. I have the book here. She said that Leah Michelle did sign her book, but then she showed us the signature the only way that I could describe this signature is um, if you were at one of those fun restaurants that has a paper tablecloth and gives you like crayons or writing utensils to use while you like wait for your food or whatever. And you pick up a crayon and kind of start drawing but then your friend asks you what you're gonna get and you're kind of like still drawing but absent-mindedly and so then you're like oh yeah i think i'm gonna get the burger but then you have a big scribble next to your plate because you weren't thinking and you just were scribbling on the tablecloth that is what leah michelle's book signature looked like it i i, I don't know if she was trying to write Leah Michelle or just LM, but either way, it doesn't track. <laughs> it does not track. There was a part of me that was like, okay, this girl is like, 
shitting us. You know, this girl just like scribbled in her book and was like, look, Leah Michelle signed the book. Um, and what was the book that she came out with? Leah Michelle book. Cause it wasn't the journal. Did she have a Leah Michelle book? She's had a pretty like juicy career. Oh, it's called brunette ambition. <gasps> That's kind of cute. The cover is kind of cute. She's like leaning. A part of me is like, look, it's fine that you can't read or write because you can sing, baby. You can sing, you know? Would I give up my reading ability to sing? No, but it would give me pause, you know? I would be like, eh. wait, actually, I've always wanted to sing but I love reading, so I'm gonna stick with my reading. <laughs> a question for the culture. <laughs> Would you rather be able to sing or read? That's actually a tough one. That's, that's kind of giving Disney princess. We need, a, we need an illiterate Disney princess, you know? We need a Disney princess that's like, I don't know how to read, but I can sing. Leah motherfucking Michelle, good for you. I don't, I don't really feel any sort of way about it um, other than that it's funny. And I feel like before I felt bad for her. But I just think it's so funny. I just think it's so funny. And I think, okay, again, me as a PR person, I think I would tell Leah Michelle, I, I would give her a timeline. I'd be like, okay, we're gonna do like a literacy reveal summer 2023. But until then you really need to lean into the fact that you can't read. Wouldn't that be kind of funny? Like it would, it would stoke the fires of like her as Fanny Bryce in Funny Girl, which I think is a hard ticket. I was on the website when tickets were like $200 and I should have just bought like seven of them and then scalped them, but I didn't. And now I think they're like $2,000 or something psycho. Um, this is a really good tweet. It says me when I push a door that says pull. And it's a selfie of Leah Michelle, like looking confused. It's so good, uh, you guys. Uh, <laughs> it's so good. Uh, it's so funny. It's so good. Um, speaking of things that are good. Kim Kardashian's on the new cover of Interview Magazine with her butt out. So she still does have her butt. I'm learning now that the Tuesday after Labor Day becomes the Monday of the week because Monday is usually when like covers come out and news hits and like everything is like juicy and good and zesty for the week, you know? But now because Labor Day was yesterday, we are having we're having a juicy Tuesday. Okay, I wanna give you guys some updates on the moving front because I have been spending like three hours a night on Street Easy, which if you guys have ever looked for an apartment, especially if you're in New York, looked for an apartment in New York, you just know you're familiar with the roller coaster of emotions that goes into looking for an apartment. You, you go through the oh, oh, yeah, I could live there. Oh, yeah, I could totally deal with the fact that this place is in the basement. I was literally looking at a basement unit. 
a basement unit, you guys. And like in New York, you don't do that. Like when it rains, like your basement is the first to go. Like how many basement dwellers do you know that are like, uh, yeah, like my ankles are wet. You know what I mean? I was looking at a basement apartment like, oh, I could live there. And then you kind of, you keep scrolling and you're like, okay, absolutely not. I would never live in a basement, but maybe this like high rise, maybe this high rise and I can get the high rise if I choose a studio because that's the only layout that I can afford in this high rise. So you're like, okay, maybe a studio. Yeah, it's totally fine that I'll be able to see my kitchen sink from my bed. Could you imagine? I'm just like, if I make a salmon burger, it's over. I'm not sleeping tonight because it's going to be salmon. It's going to be salmonified. So I don't want a studio. I want a bedroom door that I, I, I've lived here for nine years. You guys, I've lived in 700 apartments, <laughs> basically like one a year, one or two, one every year or every two years. I think the longest I've lived in an apartment is two years. I've lived in this apartment two years. Um, and I know what I want more than ever. Washer, dryer, in unit. It has to be above the first floor. I would love a skylight, but it's not necessary. And a bathtub. I keep on finding really cute apartments, but they just have a shower. And I'm like, okay, no. Like, if there's one thing I'm going to do, it's take a bath. <laughs> Long day, take a bath. Short day, take a bath. Hard day, take a bath. Good day, take a bath. So I need that. And then there's the doom. You know, there's the doom of like, I'm never going to find a place. I'm going to have to settle again. But then there's also the high of the excitement of starting a new chapter and being like, oh my gosh, like this apartment's going to change me. I'm going to be a better person. I'm going to be harder, better, faster, stronger in this new apartment when really you're just going to move somewhere and everything's going to be the same. No, I think I might move to Brooklyn. That's like, that's, that's the current update, but I could hop on next week and be like, I'm staying in Manhattan. Next year will be 10 years here. Um, I do also want to shout out Emma Roberts because Emma Roberts kind of helped me choose my current apartment. I was posting my apartment search journey in 2020. I'm literally pulling up my DMs with Emma Roberts. <laughs> Emma Roberts followed me because I think, I don't know what, I, I was probably just like commenting like compliments on all of her stuff or something, um, which is how I like to become friends with people on Instagram is to just be like, oh my God, gorgeous, stunning on like every single picture they've ever posted. And during this apartment search, she started responding to my stories like I'd never spoken to her. She started responding to my stories. I posted, <laughs> I posted a story on July 16th, 2020. And I said, it's a picture of a kitchen. And it says, kitchen is literally so cute. Remind me of Hannah's house from Pretty Little Liars. Counter is sturdy. Emma Roberts responded, yes. 
Oh my God. Emma Roberts responded to my counter is sturdy Instagram story and said yes. And then I posted a picture of a toilet. A toilet in a corner. And I I used a poll and I said, would the placement of this toilet irk you? Ew, yes. Or what's wrong with it? She said, kind of love. Okay, so, so far we know that Emma Roberts loves a sturdy counter and a toilet in a corner. Like an offset corner toilet. Yeah, sit with that. So then I said, ha ha ha, OMG, Emma, welcome to the apartment search. The corner toilet does have a je ne sais quoi. She says, I'm here for it. Where are we at? LOL. How bored did she have to be on whatever set she was <laughs> to be asking, where are we at? LOL. Where are we at? LOL. After I posted a picture of a sturdy counter and a corner toilet. And then I sent her a picture of the pink bathtub and I said, okay, Loki, I think I found the place, but I don't want to jinx it till it's signed, sealed, delivered. But this is the pink bathroom. And she said, I love all capitals. Emma Roberts chose my current apartment. She approved it. She was the apartment goddess. So thank you, Emma Roberts. And I'm going to... I'm really going to have to have you harness the same energy because the pink bathtub has served me so, so, so well. And I'm going to need you to bring that same energy for a skylight. So I will dedicate this pink bathtub to you if you can find me a skylight. And once I get the skylight, I will dedicate the skylight to Emma Roberts. Okay, you guys, my stomach is literally eating itself. I have to eat this peanut butter bar that is all sugar. It's all sugar. It's in my bag. And I have to get back on Street Easy so that Emma Roberts can help me find an apartment. And I will talk to you next week. The thing about I, the thing I love about this podcast is it's a podcast. You know, it's a podcast that, you know, there's something about it that people want to listen to, like a podcast. Okay, you guys. XO, XO. Talk to you later. Bye.